0: Welcome to Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful purpose-driven companies, humans, and organizations. I'm your host, Aaron Quitkin. The onset of the COVID-19 pandemic put the U.S. healthcare system under a microscope and changed the way many of us sought out medical care. Going to a doctor in person was, at best, nerve-wracking, and at worst, not even an option due to the spreading virus. COVID-19 still is a primary health concern, with our president just recently being diagnosed, and as I record, this still in the hospital. But people are also dealing with concerns from depression and anxiety to migraines, sinus infections, and asthma. So how do we seek out care in a world where staying home is our safest option? Enter telemedicine. Telehealth services have boomed in 2020, with a recent study finding that 76% of consumers are now interested in virtual care, compared to just 11% pre-pandemic. One brand leading the industry in virtual care is Hims & Hers, the digital health platform launched in 2017 by today's guest, Andrew Dudum. To date, Hims & Hers has completed over 2 million telemedicine appointments and serves users in all 50 states. In addition to its core offering of primary care, dermatological and sexual awareness services, Andrew and his team launched a new suite of mental health services this year to better serve its community during the stress and uncertainty of COVID-19 including free online support groups. Andrew is the founder and CEO of HIMS & HERS. Andrew, welcome to Brand On Purpose.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, it's great to have you on the show. And I should also say, because I didn't mention it in the intro, congrats on your upcoming IPO, which we'll get to in just a few minutes. But so let's just start back to the beginning, the basics. So you've built brands across a number of different industries. What is it about healthcare or medicine, or in this case, telemedicine, virtual medicine, that brought you to creating hims and hers? And were there any moments in particular from your childhood or other times in your life that influenced this core shift to wellness? Because I mean, this must be, I don't know, like your 20th startup, and you're not even 40, or maybe you are now, I'm not sure. But you've done a lot, and you've had a lot of success.
1: Yeah, not quite 40. But I think I've been really blessed in the last 10 and 15 years to have had the opportunity to build a lot of different companies in a lot of different spaces and i think as an entrepreneur what you're always looking for is this combination between impact and timing you're constantly looking around for opportunities where there are hundreds of millions of people that can interact with your business and and be moved by your business or be influenced for the better by your business and when you think about healthcare you know, you're talking about an industry just in the United States where there's you know over 300 million people interacting with the healthcare system, right? And so when you look at the multi-trillion dollar markets around there, as an entrepreneur, you look at retail, it's you know, $5 trillion, you look at transportation, $2 trillion, you look at healthcare, you know, $4 trillion. Healthcare is really the only one where the services and the experience today looks nearly exactly the same as it did... 50 to 60 years ago. The opportunity to help millions of people to modernize this industry, to make it more accessible, more transparent, more affordable is such an exciting opportunity. I think a rare opportunity. And I think frankly, one of, if not the biggest entrepreneurial opportunities in the next 10 and 20 years in the United States. And so I think that was really attractive to me, really exciting. And then You know, there's also this combination of high impact and timing, like I was saying. And with healthcare, there has just never been a moment in time, I think, in in the US history, where so many factors have come together in such a manner that makes right now such a clear opportunity to improve this industry. You've got societal factors like mobile technology, right? Like all of us, we interact on our phone 24 seven, we pick it up, we want to be able to get food and transportation and clothes. And the fact that we can't pick up our phone and talk to a doctor easily is ridiculous, right? Like we should be able to use those modalities just like we use our phone for everything else. There's regulatory changes in the last five years, There's been huge sweeping legal changes in this country that now make it possible for you to message with a doctor online, text message with them, send them photos and videos, and then have a prescription written and sent to your door, right? I mean, talk about such an easier experience versus waiting in line for hours and and going to a doctor. And then lastly, you've got situations like COVID-19 where the benefits of telemedicine, the simplicity of it. The ability to be, you know, on your couch and talking to a specialist within minutes, as opposed to waiting on average 24 days for an appointment in the U.S. healthcare system, is just such an overwhelmingly better experience. That that combination of high impact and timing just for me as an entrepreneur was incredibly exciting. And so, starting in 2016, I. Redirected all of my focus. Previously, I was running a venture studio um, called Atomic Labs, and decided to found this company full time.
0: So you said so many things. I'd love to unpack. You, I think you mentioned twenty three or twenty four days before you're able to see a physician. I mean, I'm incredibly privileged to have access to great healthcare, and my own experience is it takes six months or longer, sometimes a year, just to get a physical scheduled. Right. Right. Um, which is insanity right? Which is insanity. And that's just like one small element of a broken system. What about, you talked a little bit about access. What about marginalized communities, folks who aren't as privileged to have access to healthcare, access to being able to speak to a healthcare professional?
1: You know, this is really core, I think, to the, the vision and the brand Tim's and hers. Because when you think about discrimination in this country, you think about bias in this country, you think about socioeconomic divides in this country, just like they are tied to things like climate change, they're also tied to things like healthcare, right? Depending on who you are in this country, where you live, the color of your skin, your sexual orientation, the doctor you're seeing, you will receive very different healthcare than somebody in a different county who looks a little bit different. And that that's a problem, right? It's a huge problem. And so the ability to build a technology platform That standardizes clinical care. So no matter who you are, where you are, and what doctor you're talking to on him's and hers, you're going to get the exact same high quality clinical guidelines from the best institutions in the country. So we've partnered with leading institutions to make sure our anxiety and depression protocols are top notch. Our sexual health protocols are top notch, women's health protocols, you know, so everybody gets the same care. That's a huge, huge part of this. And then the other part of fixing How broken and underserved some of these communities are is making it accessible. So, if you think about some of the core stats in in the healthcare industry in the US, they're really sad. You've got half of the families in this country unable to afford the deductible on their insurance plan. So, that means they can't even pay the out of pocket cash component to even reach the point where insurance would start to cover things. So, half of the families in this country are not even using insurance, it's just a cash pay system. And then you've got nearly 80% of rural counties in this country considered primary care shortage areas, which means there's not even a doctor within like an hour or two of driving. The cost affordability, and then the 24 seven nature of hims and hers, I think is incredibly critical. You can pick up your phone, you can go to for hims, you can go to for com, And within minutes, you can click a button, Within an hour, you can submit a consultation and then you can have medicine delivered to your door within a couple of days. It removes full inefficiencies with regard to timing and geolocation. We have doctors in every single state licensed and ready for you. And then, from a cost standpoint, these visits and the medication in aggregate will cost maybe 20 to 30 bucks per month. When you think about the fact that co pays in this country are often 40 or 50 dollars, we're actually able to deliver the treatment and the medical oversight for the same price, if not cheaper than your copay on your insurance plan. There's just this ability to build a transparent health system that gives people choice and empowers people no matter where they are to get the healthcare they need at affordable prices that no matter how much they have saved in their bank account, they can participate in. And I think that level playing field is something that is so core to what we do and why we build this thing. And I think it's one of the things that frankly motivates all of us the most to keep building on it week over week. So
0: you launched this brand, it's amazing when I think about it, right? In 2017, right? You started with the Hims brand and then you launched HERS uh, in 2018. And in your first week of launching the Hims brand, you had a million dollars in sales. And you've raised to date $200 million in funding. I mean, that's incredible, right? You can't write this. I couldn't write a better narrative. When you launched the Hims brand, was the point of arrival what you're talking about now where, you know, you're talking about addressing serious, systemic healthcare issues and concerns, whereas at first it felt when you launched like it was a little bit more of a lifestyle brand, but was that more of kind of a stalking horse for something bigger that you're talking about now?
1: Yeah, you know, the vision for him's and hers has, has always been to be the front door of the healthcare system. A customer's first choice, their first stop when they're looking and sourcing their healthcare needs across wellness, across you know, medical help, and to really be their partner as they navigate through that system. What we did in the beginning is we just took it bite by bite. You know, we talked to hundreds and hundreds of men and we learned what are the things that are affecting us the most? That because of affordability issues, because of access issues, maybe because of knowledge gap issues, people didn't know that it was normal. They didn't know that there were treatment options, or maybe because it was just so damn stigmatized that no one even wanted to talk about it. Why are people not getting treated for the things that they're suffering from? And when you talk to men, one of the things that becomes abundantly clear is things like sexual health, things like dermatology related issues, like acne and hair loss are hugely impactful into a man's self-esteem and their self-confidence. And you know when they're in their 20s and their 30s, and they're trying to build a career, and they're trying to find a partner, and they're trying to establish themselves, for those things to be an issue is, is really crumbling to a lot of their self-confidence. It was clear that those issues were critical. And then you'd ask these men, and many of these were my friends, my friends and family, why isn't anyone talking about this? we would inevitably open up some, you know, incognito browser tab in Google and type in, you know, is this normal and do it that way, as opposed to talking to other friends or or family members. And it's because there's just this culture around shame and wanting to not be an outlier and not wanting to identify that you're struggling with something, right? There's just all those emotional dynamics. You know, for our first categories with hymns, it was this combination of information gaps where people didn't know that there were treatments available for it they didn't know that it was incredibly normal for them to be experiencing these things and we wanted to break that down the cost of a lot of these products was incredibly expensive i mean one pill of viagra is something like $65 and we can offer it on the hims and hers platform for for $2 right it's just crazy difference in
0: wait one viagra pill $65
1: that's correct. A, b- a branded pill, and my guess
0: is an insurance isn't going to cover that either because it's not considered a core medical issue necessarily, right? right?
1: I think for a lot of plans, it's not covered. And then you look at something like hair loss, for example, Propecia, which is an incredibly effective medication when taken at the beginning of experiencing hair loss. It has incredible efficacy rates of keeping the hair that you have and, and helping you regrow some of it. It could cost eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars per month. Brandon Propecia. so if you think of a young guy, which is really who's who's coming to him's and hers, you know, is is a young person and 20, 25% of men in their early twenties are suffering from hair loss, right? This is not an issue of men in their sixties. This is an issue of men in their twenties and thirties. And you think of that person trying to establish their career, trying to find a, a partner, trying to be their best self. And then, oh my God, there's something out of their control happening to their appearance and it's happening quickly and they don't know the options, right? There's just this huge, huge need to be a partner to them. And being able to bring these prices down into the 20 and 30 and 40 buck range where it's super affordable, it's super easy, it removes stigma. The brand for for those that know it is provocative in a lot of ways, and it's irreverent and it's authentic and it's, channeling the voice of my sisters who for years would just yell at me to get moisturizer on my face cuz i looked ashy or to fix my hair cuz i looked greasy or whatever it is right it was like this loving supportive person but it was a an authentic and direct voice telling me to go take care of myself and and that's really i think what we're trying to build with him and hers
0: now i just i feel like we should get all men to get pedicures regularly i personally am a huge fan but I think that's something you guys should focus on.
1: I agree. Yeah. And then how did you
0: recruit? So you, again, you're just a few years old. You're about to be a publicly traded company at a valuation of about 1.6 billion, which is pretty incredible. And then you recruited the former chief medical officer from Walgreens. You've got OBGYNs on staff. You've got your SVP of behavioral health. You still lead behavioral health at Teladoc. You've got multiple additional medical spokespeople so, as someone who wasn't part of the industry, but obviously you have a lot of success and a lot of understanding how to build companies, how to scale them, but you didn't necessarily have as much domain expertise, right? How did you attract such high caliber talent?
1: You know, that's a great question. I think a really important part of our vision for this business and brand is combining the best of consumer internet and the best of consumer brands with the healthcare industry, right? Because when you think of the hospital system, you don't really think of system, something you love, right? The hospitals and the traditional provider groups have an MPS of like nine. It's like the equivalent of yeah. <laughs> four supporting companies. Hims and HERS has an MPS of 65, right? Which looks and feels much more like a consumer brand except for a health system. We felt like it was really critical to bring together those that were brand thinkers and knew how to build loyalty and beautiful experiences and fun and authenticity into the health system. And then we obviously needed to bring together table stakes, high quality healthcare. I went out on a mission from the beginning, You know, given the size of this opportunity. And I think given our ambitions early on, we went out and we brought on, I think some of the best leaders out there. So as you mentioned, Dr. Patrick Carroll, our chief medical officer, He was the chief medical officer of Walgreens for the last five years. Last year, we brought on Dr. Toby Cosgrove to the board. Dr. Cosgrove was the CEO of the Cleveland Clinic, I believe, for 15 years and is is probably one of the most well respected healthcare executives in, in the country. And then across all of our different categories, behavioral health, sexual health, dermatology, we either partnered with institutions or some of the best experts out there to make sure our clinical protocols were perfect. So that no matter who you are, again coming in the door, you're getting world class care. You know, you're getting the same dermatological care that J Lo would be getting with her really expensive dermatologist, but you're getting it for like twenty or thirty bucks on hers, right? I think that was really yeah, And she, and and let's just
0: say, you know, J Lo reverse ages too, so right. there's something to be said for that.
1: <laughs> she's, she's successfully, you know, using the products and it's working. But I think that combination, as you were mentioning, was critical, and the way we did it was just communicating to them that we were going to go after at its core, this industry, and we were going to ask the question over and over and over again of why is it like this? Why is it expensive? Why is it such a terrible experience? Why does it take weeks? Why do I as a customer not love it at the end of the day? So when you think about our brand, Tim's and Her's, It's something like over 50% of the traffic that comes to our platform each day, and we do thousands of medical consultations a day, over 50% of it is coming from word of mouth or organic channels. Like This is people talking about their healthcare to others, and then they come. Like That's just not something you see in traditional health systems. And so we communicated that vision to these leaders, I think, that have built and led some of the biggest healthcare institutions in the country. And we said, we're going to go straight at it, and we're going to rebuild this health system from scratch. And that's what we did. Every single part of our company, the doctor network, the telemedicine platform, the EMR, the cloud pharmacy network, all of that stack is rebuilt internally for the purpose of being efficient and affordable to customers. And I think that was a vision that got them really excited and really energized them to be a part of it.
0: And then when COVID-19 hit, you launched this free online anonymous support group to offer care and support for people suffering with depression and anxiety, which clearly would only be exacerbated by, oh, say, you know, one of the worst pandemics in modern history. Yeah. And I know that originally, these were supposed to be like 15 bucks a session, and then you decided, you know what, we're just gonna offer them for free. Yeah. Can you just talk a little bit about the calculus behind that? I mean, I think it's amazing, and I wish all brands and companies were as altruistic and led with their heart not just their wallets. What was that discussion like? And how quickly did you pivot once this quickly became a pandemic?
1: Yeah. The virus was a really interesting time and continues to be an interesting time for the country, the company in specific, because it puts us in a really interesting position because we we actually have the ability to help tens of billions of people in this time, right? Like we have the physicians, we have the technology platform, we have the clinical guidelines, we have the reach, we have the money in the bank for marketing so that we can educate people that they can come to us. We have the balance sheet to support, you know, losing money. Like that's a privilege for the purpose of helping people. It was a really, it was a fascinating set of conversations, but I think at the core, the vision is where you always come back to, right, as a company. And our vision from the beginning was to empower people to feel their best, to give them access to great healthcare, transparent healthcare, affordable healthcare. And in a time like COVID 19, where you have, you quite literally had hundreds of millions of people at home unable to access healthcare at all, right? And then you had stats such as, I think it's something like 20 or 25% of millennials have considered suicide in the last 90 days, right? A statistic like that is terrifying. I've got siblings, I've got dozens of cousins, they're all millennials. The loneliness, the isolation, all of those dynamics are real. And we were energized to move really fast. And so what was on our roadmap, just practically speaking for probably two and three years out, you know, we had this plan with our board, we're gonna build all of these things over the next three years we decided to say, you know what, we're going to try to do that in three months. And we're not going to blink, we're just going to get into kind of a wartime mentality mode as a company. Sometimes you're in peacetime, and everything is just going smooth, and you're executing. And sometimes you need to kick it into like a wartime mode where it's, you know, there's no sleep until this is launched, and we're just going to do it. And we're going to, and you get this adrenaline rush, everybody in the company. And so it was a hugely motivating and energizing factor for us to accelerate our vision. What we're able to do in 90 days, we launched a full primary care service, essentially at cost. So both in English as well as in Spanish, because there's tens of millions of people that are native Spanish speakers in this country. You're able to now provide patients with access to treatments for dozens of conditions like the flu, pink eye, fungal infections, the common cold. Just because you're at home, because you can't go outside because of a virus doesn't mean you're not getting sick at the same rates. And so we launched that full primary care offering it was $39 per visit. It's cheaper than most copays. You can get the medicine sent to your local pharmacy. We then launched in partnership with the FDA under an emergency use authorization, as well as with Rutgers University, the first at home COVID-19 saliva test. You could spit into a tube, you can mail it back to our lab, and within a couple of days, you get the result. And then lastly, as as you mentioned, we launched the full mental health category, which includes the anonymous group support sessions, which we're doing dozens of each week for things like grief management, anxiety, parenting during COVID, isolation dynamics, right? specific topics for people to come together with 5 and 10 and 15 other people to share how they're coping with these things, as well as full access to psychiatric care. So you can actually come at any time of the day on the HIMSS Nurse platform, get connected with a psychiatrist or a provider who's an expert in psychiatric care, get evaluated for something like anxiety and depression, and then if needed, actually get the medication and treatment shipped to your door within a couple of days. And so it was this full suite of offerings, all three of those, at-home testing, primary care, mental health, that frankly would have taken us probably two years to build if it wasn't for the virus. And I just think that the motivation in the company shot through the roof, like the excitement to be in a position to actually help so many people during this crisis just really energized us and kind of put on like an Iron Man suit for everybody in the company to be able to have more energy, need sleep less have a little bit more focus and be able to get it done in a really short period of time.
0: And you guys are that computer voice. I forget the voice's name in Iron Man that helps guide them, right? So they they stay safe. That's right. Do you think, you know, there's so much discussion of, and maybe it's premature, of pre-COVID, COVID, COVID, post-COVID, right? And I think we can all agree that post-COVID isn't a light switch, it's a dimmer, and it's going to take some time, and it's going to be in phases and stages like we've been seeing, and there's going to be setbacks, right? Right. Lights go out, lights come back on, lights go out, come back on. In part based on behavior, in part based on uncertainty and unknowing when the virus will resurge. It doesn't help, you know, when leadership in certain pockets of politics don't necessarily believe the science, but I won't go there. But I just kind of did, but I won't go any further. <laughs> Do you think that there are going to be certain elements of your business model and also society that will never be the same? And I think for good. So it's like, for the, some of the things that you talked about outside of, unless there's a, an opportunity for a virtual colonoscopy, which I don't think is possible, or quadruple bypass and surgeries, but everything else you talked about, right? From mental health to common everyday occurrences and questions that we have, you know, is that a sty in my eye? How do I, you know, I don't see any need for some of these things that I can do virtually to ever want to go back and see a healthcare professional face-to-face, wait days or hours in a waiting room, ever again. I mean, I personally feel like it's going to be a hybridized health system and environment and that you guys, you know, you talked about timing earlier. You guys have timed this really, really well. Nobody would ever wish COVID or a pandemic on anyone, but I do think it reorients and there's sometimes our silver linings that come out of crises and efficiencies. And I think that the positioning around hims and hers is there. It's at the center of it.
1: I think that's exactly right. You know, when I ask, people on our board, you know some of the best healthcare leaders out there, the question of you know, what percentage of reasons that people come into the traditional doctor's office can safely be administered and treated via telemedicine? And the answer when you talk to different people is somewhere between 75 and 80%, right? So almost 80% of all of the reasons you go into a brick and mortar clinic Can be done online in a shorter period of time, almost immediately, for a cheaper amount of money, with the same level of clinical care and clinical excellence, the same outcomes, maybe even better. And then you can get the medicine delivered to your door. So adherence is higher. You're not waiting in line at a pharmacy. You know, a huge chunk of people just never even go to the pharmacy to pick up their medication because it's just a lot of work and it's expensive, right? You know, the outcome. Can be better. So I don't think people are gonna go back. I think there's a hundred to two hundred times more telemedicine visits taking place today than there was last year. We've powered, I mean, just to put this in perspective, we've powered over two million medical consultations in the last two years. It took Teladoc, which is, you know, an amazing company, a public company, it's a 18, 20 billion dollar public company. It took them 13 years for them to power. 1 million medical consultations. And we powered 1 million medical consultations in our first 12 months of operation. There's something really different happening today, where with our brand, I think consumers are empowered. They have full, complete choice. They have transparency of pricing and access. They can pick up their phone. You know, Almost all of the consultations on our platform are taking place on a person's mobile device. It's entirely digitally native, and it can get great care. And so I think what's going to happen is this is going to stick around. And once you experience it, you're not going to go back. And that's going to pretty quickly change the whole health system and change how people interact with it for the better. And so I think it is a silver lining, you know, that took place in a lot of ways. I think what the virus has been is like a looking glass into the future for the healthcare industry and accelerated maybe 10 years of transition into a digitally native, digital cloud-based health system over like a course of a year that would have taken almost a decade of transition. And so I'm really excited about that transition because I think it's going to help bring access to millions of more people. It's going to equalize the playing field for everybody, no matter who they are and where they live. And I think ultimately you're going to have a much healthier population because of it.
0: Oh, there's no doubt. I guess sometimes you know you mentioned Teladoc, and you know they are an incredible company, but sometimes it's not so good being first, right? Maybe they're slightly ahead of their time, although they're doing fine. And I think there's room for multiple companies in the space, right? Because the needs are enormous.
1: That's right. This is not a a winner take all industry. The health industry in the United States is structurally broken. And the needs are so rampant that dozens of companies can have wildly successful businesses and grow for decades and decades to come without bumping up into each other. It's just because the opportunity to help is so vast.
0: And given all of your success, why go public? I mean, look, there's a lot of benefits uh, to going public. There are also sometimes distractions and you've got a whole another layer of stakeholders that need to be satiated. And I, I recognize that there is a lot of purpose that's built into profit now. And I think that shareholders are far more mindful now than ever before. But what is the impetus and the desire to be public?
1: From the moment that we launched this business two and a half, three years ago, you know, as you mentioned, the acceleration was quick and we knew we had struck a chord with people immediately. And so since that moment, we've been preparing to take the company public. And you can see that based on the technology that we've built and the infrastructure and the verticalization of you know the pharmacy in the last quarter. You can see that with the executive team that's been hired and the board that's been built. We've been essentially prepping to thrive in the public markets since the day we launched. And I think now two and a half years later, we feel ready, right? We feel really confident in the business and the brand as it stands We've built a high-quality platform that, as you mentioned, is live in all 50 states, has powered millions of visits across dozens of conditions. When you look at the financial profile of the company, it's a really rare combination of rapid and robust revenue growth and then not often seen in, in a public company really sound and continually improving unit economics, right? Like a combination of robust revenue and just a phenomenal business and you're helping hundreds of millions of people. And I think all under the umbrella of the time where it's never been more clear for everybody in this country that the system needs to be changed. And it needs to be changed really, really quickly. I think what we've built with Hims and Hers really empowers people with choice. And and that opportunity to build this business and help those people is just a once-in-a-lifetime company opportunity I think it's a multi-trillion dollar business opportunity. And frankly, I think the public market is going to respond very, very well to it. That combination of factors of big secular tailwinds, a huge market that everybody knows needs to be improved, a large vision, robust revenue, incredible economics. It's just a story that I think needs to be told.
0: Yeah. And it's a story that is, or an issue that's raised every two years and definitely every four years when it comes to presidential elections. Right. So it's been obviously a very big topic or one of several topics in the 2020 election cycle, I guess with coronavirus being at the center of it, but coronavirus is really a symptom, like you said, of a much larger systemic issue, right? I don't know how many employees you have now, but are you going to be actively encouraging them as well as your own consumers to get out and vote?
1: You bet we are. You bet. We have a full vacation day on election day. So all employees across the country are off the whole day. We're encouraging them to safely, if they can, participate not only in voting, but helping run polls and polling locations, as well as helping get family members and friends to the locations. We are putting our name and weight and brand behind as many initiatives as possible with our regulatory team and our our government affairs team to back initiatives that encourage getting out the vote, specifically in a lot of the underrepresented communities where there's a lot of disenfranchised elements that make it harder for people to vote. So yeah, I mean, you're at a moment in time where the country is wildly divided, but the country is also all suffering from the exact same thing, right? Everybody is suffering from... A broken system in healthcare and a broken reaction to that virus. And so I think it's incredibly critical for everybody to participate. And so we're really encouraging people to do so and and trying our best to encourage our customers to do so as well.
0: So I love that. Um, And I think it's important. I feel like every company should give their staff, their employees a day off to be able to vote as well. And of course, in the run up to it, to encourage it. Last question kind of harder, but not necessarily too difficult. So as kind of a gender-oriented telemedicine health company, in a time where gender identity and norms have been so important, especially for those in the community who identify as you know, non-binary, how do you reconcile those discussions with the current branding of the company and that relative to future products and services?
1: That's an excellent question. You know, I think it's just a, it's an evolution that the company is working on to be completely transparent. When we launched the brand a couple of years ago, Hims and Hers, I don't think there was an awareness, frankly, from my standpoint of the spectrum of gender and the fact that, I mean, there's a stat I heard, I think just yesterday, something like 20 or 25% of early teens identify as non-binary or somewhere on the that's, a, that's an enormous number. And our brand is representative of that future demographic, right? The majority of our members are millennials, they're first time buyers of these medications. When you look at our brand, when you look at the photography, it's representative of the youth in this country and, and encouraging them to be well. And so it's an issue that we are really excited to help on. And I think it's going to result in A lot of iterations of the Hims and Hers brand. It might result in the introduction of a new brand. It might result in the introduction of unification of the brands. I think there's a lot of ways that you can go about doing it. But it's a community that has very specific health needs, uh, many of which can be treated via telemedicine, which is fantastic. It's a community that's incredibly underserved. There are almost no clean and clear outlets for people in that community to get medical help that's standardized and safe. It's obviously a community that has an incredible amount of stigma around it, around getting access to care. Uh, It's a community that suffers with higher rates of anxiety and depression and suicide than uh, many, many other communities. So it is an area of focus for the company, I would say that we've got teams right now working on it I mean, I think it's something that we just need to continue to iterate on and and hopefully in the coming months and quarters are able to better represent.
0: Yeah, I that's so well said and I appreciate you being so open and honest about it because I can't think of another company that has as great an opportunity, permission and microphone and mantle if you will. That's right. to take the lead on this, right? Because the rest of us and not that that's insignificant, the rest of us are adapting our signatures to identify our pronouns. But it goes so much further than that, right? And because you're part of really the future and more of a modern and a far more effective health system, you're in such a unique position to impact change. And part of that change is also just through having conversations like this. I mean, like you said, two, three years ago, it might not have been discussed as openly. And now it is in the same way that equity and race and social justice is, thankfully. And part of it is just having more and more discussions and and also getting people like me and others to understand our role in this. So I I appreciate you answering that. And sorry to end on such a tough question, but congratulations on such an enormous amount of success in such a short period of time in an industry that is so complex, is highly politicized, and also severely broken. So I mean, yes, you, you have some amazing tailwinds, but let's not discount the fact that you've also combated and quite successfully some very serious headwinds as well and for that i am like incredibly impressed and in awe and i can't wait to follow the company and its success in the future so andrew thank you so much for being on the show and for having this conversation with me and our listeners and i wish you all the best and i wish you good health of course
1: thank you i wish the same and i appreciate you taking the time to talk about the business it was a lot of fun this has been an episode of Brand on Purpose with Aaron Quickkin, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories of entrepreneurs and senior leaders who make it their brand's mission to do well by doing good. Special thanks to our amazing team, including the voice you never hear, producer extraordinaire Lindsay Hand, and the always-on-point associate producer Katrina Walkley, who touches every aspect of this podcast. Learn more about our show at brandonpurpose.com, follow our Instagram at the BOP Podcast. And learn more about our host at AaronQuicken.com.